Hey, welcome back to the episode of the Five Tool Podcast. I'm Dustin McComas, joined once again as always by Drew Bishop. This is episode 146. It is Wednesday, February 21st. Uh, I say this every time. I cannot believe we're almost to March already. Time is absolutely flying. And uh, part of the reason why it's flying is because there's baseball happening all over the place. Uh, and one place that baseball is always happening is Hit4. Thanks to our friends at Hit4 for sponsoring the Five Tool Podcast, the high-tech development center that produces pound for pound the most powerful and complete hitters in the state, located in Austin, Texas, H-I-T-F-O-R-T-H.com, and on Twitter and Instagram as well. We cannot recommend them enough. Uh, they they can tailor any sort of hitting program to any sort of player, strength and conditioning, accountability, full-time employees, go check them out. They will absolutely make you better uh, for sure. But Drew, first off, how are you doing? It's it's tournament season. I, it, well, it's also, too, what blows my mind is it's like it's district baseball season. Yeah, and that, also, I, I, like, I can't stand that. I don't know why they do that. I feel for those teams. It's like, I went and watched a district game last night, and now those guys are going <laughs> to turn around and play a tournament Thursday, Friday. It just doesn't make any sense. But anyway, it's it's not a scrimmage, which is good. So we're out of the yeah. scrimmage zone. Thank we got you. uniforms. We survived it. We survived yeah. it. We got uniforms. Um, yeah, no, it's it, it does. It hits you all at once. You know, we got the – cover some of the private the private school tournament this past weekend d1 started up mm-hmm. uh juco has been going for a couple weeks and i felt like you know yesterday and this morning a little overwhelmed i sat down just to like check in on some stats see where some you know where there was some movement which d1 guys left and went to some junior colleges you mm-hmm. know where some of the you know one of my kind of projects i'm not even sure how long it'll take but i'm going to go back and find our original final 2022 oh don't do that list don't do that and figure out where they are now um Mm -hmm. because there's a lot of movement um you know and our boy jet is off to a good start so far i I saw some clips of him hitting yesterday so uh that looks good uh just kind of checking in on the freshmen seeing which guys from our last year's list are, are playing um an opening weekend. Uh, so just kind of track all that. It's like, it's very dizzying, uh, but it is nice. It is nice that at this time of the year, um, you can be at home doing some work and, and watch and pull There's always a game on, you know, oh, always, yeah. you can pull it's... up and watch, watch a game. There's some afternoon games today and, and all that, but yeah, D one's off to a good start. Um, at, yeah. I mean, I may be, I may be grounded uh, this weekend, just depending upon vehicle situation. Yeah, with, let's uh, hope we get that that that. Uh, what yeah, do you not drive? Good like timing. a Mercedes G wagon or Escalade? <laughs> yeah. Like what? What do you you know? No, yeah. let's, let's hope that truck gets gets up and running. Yeah, because wow. I you know I, I thinking about I was hoping you know I'm gonna get out and see. There's a five game set I think tomorrow over at Hebron which I have some good matchups and then I was going to go out to East Texas to White House on Friday and then figure out what's going on Saturday based on the pitching around here but we'll see um but yeah no no shortage of of stuff to put out some content what no matter the level because baseball is in full go yeah it is in full go um we got a ton of content and we're gonna 
spend some time today talking about the private school classic event that we are up covering in the DFW area. We've already published uh, three separate stories with kind of recaps and highlighting who stood out during the weekend event. And then we're gonna have another story come out. That's kind of more of a analysis type piece from, from our staff that was up there. And of course we've got a ton of video on all that stuff. So get to five total org if you haven't checked that out. Yeah. The real D1s, quick, real, yeah. real quick, real quick before we start. I, okay. You'll appreciate this. I just, I, I don't know why, but I found, you know, Mary was making me do some cleaning uh this weekend so i found this little stash of candles i, I think you're a candle guy if i, I do like that. candles mm -hmm. okay so in the background here i don't know if we can adjust this oh, i see it yeah that we got a candle lit there that Two is in, going it, yeah that's an heb butter tortilla wow <laughs> wow <laughs> I may have to blow it out though, just because like I I went downstairs to uh to get a thing of water before we started, and I walked back up and walked into the room and just hit me. I was like, so Man. Is, it, is it like kind of an authentic smell? Or, you know, some candles oh, just are candles. No, no, it's really smell. No, they got it down. It's good. Oh my gosh, that's incredible. Yeah, I may have the... to. I may have to. Uh, <laughs> to to blow it out though in case I get too hungry before we finish, but. So that's a, that's amazing that they can make a candle smell like butter tortillas. That's just uh yeah, they did a good job. They did well. That's just incredible. Um <laughs> well before we get into the private school stuff, um a couple of 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 college baseball thoughts. You you mentioned the going back to our 2022 list. The, the more I get removed from that in that process, it was like we've learned so much about that whole yeah thing and there's going to be some cringe looking back at that there'll be a lot of good though too um you know obviously yeah well i mean it's just it's a it's a crap it's a good example of how much it's a crapshoot and it's still yeah. you know we talk about it a lot guys develop at different rates and and also guys... too it's also an example of like you need time like we are both joined in july and then you know like it was like you're kind of yeah. scrambling to figure out who these guys are and now when you get to learn about guys for years it makes it makes such a difference but yeah it is well it is like you just you don't you really don't know until those guys get to the next level you might think you do but you you don't truly know until they get there well and, and ultimately the situation matters so much oh it's you know? huge I mean, look at major like, league baseball it's it's right. huge how much development is better at some places than the others yeah i mean that that's kind of the thing that stuck out to me like there's some guys that pretty confident or dudes that it's still just you know they they either didn't get a chance or they still haven't gotten a chance mm -hmm. or they've moved like gone back to a d1 and or or excuse me back to a Did jc mm -hmm. and doing well and i mean it's just it's tough it's just kind of you know reinforces what we say a lot of uh that you got to do your homework on where you're going to go and make sure you understand the coaches the situation the history mm -hmm. of it and um, because it matters so much and it can completely derail your career. If you go to a place that you're just not likely to play, yep. you know, it may, it may sound good on paper and everything, but if you don't, um, if you don't know what's in front of you or don't, you know, pay attention to their track record on playing young guys or not playing young guys and the portal and all that, there's, there's a lot to weigh. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I think it's, it's, it's definitely it's eye-opening um and there's guys that you thought were slam dunks that don't do anything there's guys mm -hmm. that we didn't have on lists that are 
taking the college baseball world by storm. So, you know, it's yeah. just part, it's part of it. You know, if, you know, you hear guys say it a lot when you're talking, listening to NFL draft stuff that I pay attention to is just like, if anyone tries to act like they don't have misses, they're lying mm-hmm. or, or they're just totally naive <laughs> because mm-hmm. it they're going to happen. Um, and, you know, just the age that we're pre- trying to predict is about as tough as it gets just because of the lack of, physical maturation and development and differences in competition to this point. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it, it is, it'll be interesting. I, I may have bitten off more than I can chew, but we'll see. <laughs> yeah. It's when you get more years removed, it's, you've got more data and, and, and guys to work with and they're kind of bouncing different places and stuff like that. And yeah, to me too, the hardest thing is to predict like the mental changes that happen. You know, there's some guys that get out of high school and, and sometimes they just need a change of scenery and it works in a great way. And they just get out of the high school situation and, and, you know, maybe everybody just telling them how good they are or bearing down or whatever it is. And they just flourish when they get into a new environment. Yep. Um, you know, like I, I, I texted this to somebody the other day, like Jace Lavalette, like you could sit on Jace Lavalette for like an entire weekend when he was like a junior going to his senior year and he'd barely take the bat off his shoulders. And it's like, man, you're like six foot four. You got all these tools. You got power. Like you just wanted to see it. And then by the end of his high school season, his, ju- his senior year, you were seeing it. And it's like, oh, here it comes. Yeah. Um, and sure enough, he goes to AM and now he's he's probably going to be one of the favorites to go first overall in the 2025 yeah. crap. Like it's it's incredible what what he's what he's doing there. Um one thing I thought about him was he was an LSU commit at one point, wasn't he? Yes, he was. <laughs> yeah, think if you sprinkled him into that lineup last oh, year. Oh my oh, gosh! I mean, crazy. But again, I mean, who knows? He may not have played a whole lot, and then true. You know, yeah, just, he got to A and M at a great time. You know, it was with that transition with the the new staff, and there was an opportunity for him to compete and and get on the field. And credit to him, he he earned a spot from the jump. Although it was a little easier to navigate and earn that spot. Um, but a, a couple of guys to me that stood out, you mentioned playing time and, and going to a place where you can develop and play. And, you know, we're huge proponents of that now more than ever, whether it's Juco, major D1, mid-major D1, whatever it is. Um, you know, Colton Griffin was the guy I really liked from my alma mater, Klein Collins. And uh, he was a guy that I pitched to a couple of, of pretty big time colleges and, <laughs> Left-handed hitting shortstop could run, had some pop, and SFA got him. And he's hitting leadoff for him. He's hitting 421. He's already hit two homers and he's seven for seven in steals. Like, and I mean, that's a guy that's gonna benefit from going somewhere where he's like had a clear runway to play and credit him. He earned a spot and he's he's taking it run. And then Ryan Farber at Texas State, uh, a guy I loved in high school. Um, lightly recruited Texas State, jumped on him. They might have gotten a little assist there, but they jumped on him. Uh, he's hitting leadoff for those guys. And he, I looked it up after he went four for four at TCU last night. He's hitting 750, slugging 1,000, 842 on base percentage, five walks, and he's yet to strike out as a freshman playing major college baseball. So uh, it's it's fun to track these guys. Um, you know, some more fun than others because you're like, oh, man, like – should have did this with the rankings or did this or whatever, but no, it's, it's, it's a lot of fun to, to follow these guys. You feel like you're kind of even more invested 
Um, but it's, it's cool to see too. Like, you know, some of these guys, you, when they sign and they commit, you're like, man, you know what? That's a great fit. Like that's a great development spot. That's a great opportunity to play. Um, and then what happens? These guys get at bats um, and oftentimes they, they kind of take it and run with it. So any, any guys that kind of caught your eye when you were, you know, either watching or scanning through stats and highlights or anything like that? Yeah, so uh, TJ Pompey is one. Uh, mm -hmm. He had a good weekend, and, you know, it's it's interesting, too. Like, some of these kids get thrown in the fire, uh, so to speak, with a schedule like that. You know, they they faced Oregon, uh, Tennessee, and who was the other one? I don't know. It, somebody good. I mean, a really good field in their tournament up there. Through four games, he's hitting 357. Uh, double, triple, five RBIs uh, mm -hmm. already on the on the season. So good start for him. You know, I know a lot of people saw Kendall tweet out. L Winger hit a hundred. Uh, he oh, threw four. Yeah. He threw four innings, had four strikeouts. Um, uh, but yeah, that those are a couple guys that stood out. Our our guy Sam Myers. Um, hit got a, his first knock last night. Yeah, got the start last night and, mm -hmm. and had at least one hit that I saw. Um. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's fun, you know, getting to track some of these guys. Cause mm -hmm. you know, we, you know, we're at a point where, you know, we have at least somewhat of a relationship with a handful of these kids, just mm -hmm. seeing them at the events, you know, interacting with them at area code. So uh, always fun to root for a bunch of these guys. Um, and yeah, I think that's one of probably the most fun things about that opening weekend is just kind of seeing who's playing uh, and see who makes a name for themselves. I mean, like, guess what last year it was, you know, it was Chase Mora this year, uh, Farber. I mean, like it's yeah. Uh, Texas, Texas State, they've done a good job of finding the guy mm -hmm. that makes a lot of, of noise early as a freshman. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, yeah, they've yeah they've got a signee. I want to go see who's been making some noise on the mound, even though he's a shortstop, Dawson Park. I've I've heard he's yeah. uh throwing the ball really really well down there. So excited to see him, but. Yeah, college baseball going, and yeah, it's fun to track those guys and and a lot of early standouts already and and familiar faces, and it's it's cool to follow these careers now that we get to see it um, at the high school level often. But uh, well, let's jump into some thoughts here on the uh, private school classic, which we covered up in the DFW area. Um, you know, fun event, uh, a little cold and windy on one day, but uh, yeah. yeah, but but got to see some uh, some quality baseball. Uh, you and I saw uh, a couple. Um, Lutheran South Academy games. This is my second time to see them this year. Saw them earlier in the season when they faced Case and Evans down there. But uh, any any thoughts on those guys? Um, obviously a really, really talented, uh, loaded lineup. And uh, we saw them get challenged in a game. You know, they fell down 1-5-1 and then responded with five runs and ended up winning the game. So pretty cool to see that. Yeah, uh, really good talent. Uh, loaded roster as loaded as anybody in the state from a commit standpoint. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, you've got guys like Omar Serna, uh, Victor Coronado, Marcus Cantu, uh, Jalen Walker. Um, it's, it's a really good group. I, I came away impressed with them. Uh, they do a lot of things really well. Um, you know, one, one of the things I thought that I was most, most uh, impressed by was Omar Serna's just ability to kind of stay in control. Mm -hmm. um you know because he wasn't getting a lot to a lot to hit 
Um, Velo was anywhere from, you know, they were seeing some mid seventies, but they also saw some mid eighties too. So mm -hmm. over the course of a day that that's, that's not super easy to do. Um, and staying patient, collecting some walks, uh, just kind of taking what they were giving him. Uh, I thought that was really impressive. And I just felt like there's some real, really prominent leadership qualities that I saw from him, yes. um, I, which, which was impressive. Um, the first game I saw Victor Coronado got the start on the mound, um, was perfect for through four with five strikeouts and then brought in freshman, uh, David Corona, um, who was intriguing. Uh, he, he got all the way up to 84 with the fastball. The ball comes out. Well, it's been a good breaking ball. Um, really thin. So, I mean, you could see him adding some weight and really making a, a big jump in the stuff department. I, I really liked the way he attacked and came out of the bullpen. Um, on In the second game, uh, junior Grant Burns got the start. And, man, I, I, I think I wrote this about him, but his line isn't going to look as good as I thought he pitched. Mm -hmm. um, I thought he did a good job. but And by that time of the night, it was not a pleasant – uh, not pleasant conditions, but no. man, he, he kept running that heavy, heavy fastball in there. Um, and I thought it was, I was really impressed to be honest. I mean, he gave up, up, up a couple hits in his time on the mound, but uh, I liked what the ball was doing. The arm action was good. He repeated well. Uh, and they brought in senior Jackson Cone who mm -hmm. attacked and at one point struck out four in a row. Um, and I think, I think he ended up throwing an inning in two third, I want to say, but he was impressive. I mean, gave them another good arm and then they brought in Roland Aguilon to finish it off. So, I mean, you look at that lineup, that rotation, um, it was impressive. You know, unfortunately, uh, Marcus Cantu got hurt. I think he dislocated his shoulder. I haven't heard if he's, you know, what the prognosis is, if there was any ligament damage, but it sounds like they were going to figure that out. Uh, once he got back to Houston, but man, you know, that first game, I mean, they have, they have some options with the lineup too. They, they're not just a strict nine that they play every game. They were moving guys around positionally. I mean, you know, five tool academic team, James Stokel was hitting mm -hmm. down at the bottom of the lineup and we know he can play, he can run, uh, you know, he physically, he kind of reminds me of a, a, a young Austin Todd, okay. uh, same kind of frame and kind of moves the same way as Austin Todd did. Um, and then that senior Davin Fulton uh, had two doubles in the two games that we saw him and was impressive. So, I mean, it's a, it's a loaded lineup and they, and they can do it in a number of ways. I mean, defensively, they're strong. They're really good up the middle, uh, have some, some older leadership as well as young talent. And uh, just, there's a lot in the pipeline for them. Uh, Cowboy, Cowboy Gilbert was a guy that I liked the way he moved around on the field, you know, very athletic. And then uh, Avery Spriggs, uh, caught the the late game and caught mm -hmm. some guys w that had some really good stuff and I thought he did a really good job. Um, so they're gonna they're gonna have a an option if they want to give Omar a day off behind the plate or have him pitch or play first or DH whatever it is. Um, it's just a you know loaded roster and uh, and obviously well coached. Um, you know there there was a time early in the game when in the first game when. Uh, Jalen Walker, I think, popped the ball out and didn't know where it was and didn't run it out. And Coach Schneider took him out. And, you know, he – good teaching moment for him. Mm -hmm. um, and he's back in the lineup in game two. And, 
and message received. I mean, he was playing really hard and, you know, like as if it nothing happened. So that, that was something that I, I was really impressed with, with the group. Um, you know, it, it, it wasn't taken out in an embarrassing fashion. Um, you know, it was, it was a good teaching moment, threw him right back in the fire and, and he responded, which is, you know, part of being, you know, part of a pl young player's maturation. I mean, uh, you know, I think a lot of these, a lot of us forget that some of these kids come in really highly ranked and expect them to be adults and they're not. Yeah. Um, so that was, that was something that I, I came away really impressed with on both sides. You know, I was, I appreciated coach Snyder, um, you know, caring enough to make the move, you know, which isn't always easy with, you know, some high profile kids, but, and then credit to Jalen Walker because he responded, you know, he didn't pout, uh, came out and, and corrected, what he was coached on from the previous game. So uh, just something I took away from watching them. Yeah. I'm glad you, glad you mentioned Spriggs. Uh, he caught my eye too. You know, that's a nice little luxury they have having a senior catcher like that behind Omar Serna undersized, but really light on his feet, agile, athletic works hard behind the dish. And I'm glad you mentioned Serna's leadership too. I think that's something that caught my attention as well. And, it could be really easy to take a bats off when you feel like you're not getting challenged or, you know, you feel like, you, you know, we see guys sometimes, oh, man, you know, why aren't these guys throwing harder or whatever? Not Omar, man. He doesn't take a bats off. Like whatever's being thrown at him, he's locked in. Uh, his bat played well the, the entire week. And I'm glad you mentioned Burns as well. I thought he also threw much better than his line. Um, interesting pitch mix, breaking ball flashed. Uh, looked like he was throwing a little changeup that was coming off of the sinker really well as well. And uh, three strikes. Um, thought the delivery had some promise. That's going to be a guy that's got some potential in the junior class there. Uh, Cornerstone Christian, a couple of guys that caught my eye from them. Uh, Nick Rodriguez, uh, senior right-handed pitcher heading to Coastal Bend. His changeup was a ton of fun. <laughs> it was, yeah, uh, Check out that video if, if you haven't. Uh, just a really good changeup. Kind of one of those ones that not only hits the brakes, but it, it's got a lot of – kind of arm side fade and kind of a blend between fade and tumble to it. I mean, he just got a lot of whiffs, especially against lefties. I believe he was up to 89 miles an hour. Really good get for Coastal Ben. I like the delivery too. I think he's going to have a good year. Uh, and then sophomore left-handed hitter Noah Rodriguez, a fan of him. Uh, and Nate Gonzalez as well as senior. Kind of the same mold. Left-handed hitters, bat control, hit tool, bat-to-ball ability, pesky at-bats, competitors, uh, just that, that, that lineup's got a few of those guys that they're going to be annoying for pitchers because they grind you. They don't whiff. They put the ball in play. They use the whole field. Uh, I think that's going to be a team that's, uh, that's, that's going to have a nice season. Uh, and the guy for regents, um, that I know caught our attention, uh, freshman cash Nelson, um, cash had himself a nice, nice week. Uh, I know he ended up hitting a homer in a game that, that we didn't see. We got the video of it online, but, um, was impressed with him more than held his own um, as a freshman playing up against some really good competition. Uh, so uh, he, he's going to be a name to follow there uh, in, at Austin Regents. And I, I got a chance to see Prestonwood Christian Academy. And you guys are, are certainly well familiar with them up in the DFW area. It's um, always look forward to kind of get a spring look at teams like that, that I won't typically see being down here in Austin. Uh, if AJ DePaulo to me, I think it's noticeable that his bat speed's better, his rotation's better. I think he's he's sure of himself that like when he hits, he lets it rip, but in an under control way, and mm -hmm. and not that he hasn't before, but like I I think you see that I mean, okay, this guy's a senior, like it's he's gotten stronger. Uh, it, it's just there's more there's more skill, there's more reps. Like 
he's hitting everything. Um, he's hitting everything. He's playing extremely hard. Would you know that about AJ? I mean, his motor is is gotta be uh it's Red as hot. good or better. Yeah, it's as good or better than anybody's in the state. Great leadership. Uh, but he's thriving as a hitter right now. And he's mashing mistakes, rotating well, impact bat speed. He's using the whole field when 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 that's what's asked of him. Uh, so I was really impressed with him. Uh, I didn't see Xavier Mitchell in person, but we got some more video of him. This is now the second second time we've seen him where the velocity has been 92. He holds it and he gets a ton of strikeouts. Uh, the arrow is pointing straight up for Xavier Mitchell. Uh, Trent Belade, I think this guy is going to really, really hit. 2026, left-handed hitter, uh, first baseman, and a right-handed pitcher. I saw him pitch as well. He's up to 89 miles an hour, settled in at 80-47. Uh, quality slider, threw a ton of strikes. So he he's a legit guy on the mound, but I, I think he's got special hitting ability. Uh, it's a good left-handed swing. I think he's going to grow into some power. I was really impressed with his at-bats. Uh, I had seen a bunch of video that we had of him, then seeing him in person. I was like, yeah, this guy looks like the real deal. Um, and then the heralded freshman, Lash Henderson and, and Max Bachman. Um, I didn't see Lash really get into a pitch, but it, his physical tools in athletic, it's just so – eye-catchingly obvious like he just like, grabs you like when he gets in the box like whoa this is just really different um especially for a freshman and uh uh somebody that's been in the game for a long time was was watching the game with me and he he kind of threw out you know he kind of reminds me of elijah green who was a first round pick out of high school at img and i was like yeah i can kind of see it man because when th there's going to be a point where there's just all around really impressive tools um, and his swing has got a real chance uh, to develop into a, a power hitter in the 2027 class and a major, major dude. And Max Bachman, man, I, I think he's really going to hit. Uh, I like the right-handed swing. I like the soft hands and the actions at third base. The speed of the game wasn't too much for him as a freshman playing at that level. Really excited about his future. I think he's as advertised. Um, and then Chris Patterson, who has in the Missouri, uh, when he can catch the ball out in front, man, he can hammer it. Uh, it can really drive the baseball there, and I can see why Missouri had some interest there. So uh, it was fun for me to get a look at uh, at Prestonwood Christian Academy, um, you know, and then uh, they're actually playing uh, Midland Christian, the game I saw, and Connor Jordan had a heck of a week. Uncommitted senior, this guy's a ball player. Um, he he needs to find a college home because he, he can really play the game. He's got some twi quick twitch actions. He runs well, um, under control right-hand swing with barrel feel, um, efficient to the baseball, good pass, uh, made a fantastic play that we got on video up the middle from second base, kind of one of those Jeter jump throws and threw out the guy. And the guy got down the line of 4.5 seconds. So this wasn't not one of those ones where the guy was getting down the line in five seconds. It was a legit awesome play. So um, a fun guy to watch. And um, I think he's, he's got a good season last year. Um, and I think he's going to have an even better season this year. Yeah, uh, for me, a uh, couple, you know, going back, I know you touched on him, Cornerstone, Nick Rodriguez, that that changeup uh, is big time. Uh, yeah. And, and I always like the fact that he throws it to right-handers too. Like that's yes. that's something a lot of young hitters don't see a whole lot of. Um, and I know that's, that was always a huge adjustment for freshman hitters at the D1 level. Um, so having the ability to do that is is really impressive. Yeah. Uh, from the homeschool angels side, Owen Lawson um, is a guy that, uh, you know, that we've liked before, mostly on the mound. I didn't get to see him on the mound, but 
he had multiple hits in several games this weekend, including a walk-off in that first game against Dallas Christian. Mm -hmm. uh, JP2, Miles Gosin, uh, you know, Jeff has posted quite a bit of stuff on him um, video-wise, video, video -wise, but I was impressed with him. A uh, really good swing, um, you know, athletic middle infielder, uh, move in from California for those that aren't familiar with him. Um, and got to see uh, Jack Frankel make his for his debut. Or I think it was his debut for the season, but definitely the first time we've seen him this uh, in a while. Uh, but I thought it was impressive. Uh, really workmanlike performance. Um, it was cold, you know, so I'm not going to pay a whole lot of attention to the velocity. But, man, he knows how to pitch. Um, mm -hmm. Out of everybody I saw all weekend, I think he had the best pace. Um, just totally in control, uh, only through two innings, but man, like it, it was easy. It just looked like it was a professional outing. Um, he's got a plus plus changeup. I mean, he can throw that in any count. I mean, I, you know, and, and after seeing Nick Rodriguez, like I thought it would be tough to top that changeup, but man, Jax is, Jax is as good as any uh, on the, from a right-handed pitcher that we, that I've seen, uh, anytime recently. So, mm -hmm. uh, impressed with him. You know, I, I'm excited for him to get a full full year's work under his belt and see what that looks like. But um, just I appreciate the way he goes about things on the mound. I mean, he just has an idea, looks in control, and, um, you know, just look, it looked like a spring training out. He was just kind of throwing it in there, getting out, striking people out. And uh, I think he struck out four over the two innings that I saw. So impressive outing from him. Um, a couple other pitchers, uh, one of the – performances that i saw that i was that i liked uh it was a tough assignment drawing lutheran south we've talked about that lineup but augie groman the junior from san antonio st mary's uh really impressed me to be honest i you know i was going through some of his twitter after his outing and looks like he's been up to 88 89 in some mm -hmm. in some settings uh but projectable frame i think he plays for the 12 out of san antonio uh fastball was up to 86 had a you know had a tough first inning settling in and again the conditions weren't great so i mean it's understandable and trying to navigate that lineup he wasn't missing much um but he finally got through that inning settled down and ended up racking up six strikeouts um solid slider feel showed a feel for a changeup. i mean i think you know physically i think he's going to make another jump and you may be looking at a guy that's you know got a real future on the mound uh but impressed with him uh, Jack Burkle from Regents, you know, he hit two triples in his first two at bats when we saw them playing, uh, didn't play in the Saturday game when I saw them, but, uh, you know, we've seen him in the summer with the senators physical, uh, knows how to play the game, played some center field in the game we saw. And then I saw later, he made a couple good plays at short as well. So good mm -hmm. athlete there. I think he's a pretty good football player too. And then, uh, Nolan Catholic senior, Nick Chiapetta, um, another yeah. guy that, had the unenviable task of drawing that Lutheran South lineup. But, um, you know, I think he's going to Belmont as an infielder, and I think that's where his future is. But you can just see the baseball IQ that he shows on the mound, um, you know, really crafty with his pickoffs and timing and, yep. you know, just just knows what he's doing on a baseball field. And I, and I always like watching guys like that that uh, know how to play the game and, you know, can think a couple steps ahead and, setting stuff up, changing speeds, changing delivery, changing pace and in control. It wasn't like a situation where he was dictated by um, 
what was going on. He was the one controlling the tempo of his outing. So mm-hmm. impressed with him. Um, really good player. And I think he plays for one of the six teams out here. Um, but uh, liked what I saw from, from Nick, the senior from Nolan. So, yeah, I'm glad you mentioned him. He, he caught my attention as well. The game seemed to come easy to him. Um, he's one of those guys that you see him take the field and like, okay, this guy physically grabs your attention. Let's see if he can play. And he, he, he could play. Um, you know, I right. think he's going to be a quality infielder for those guys. Uh, before I get into my last guys here, I'm going to tell you a little bit more about our friends at Hitforth. Uh, if you've ever gone to a college prospect camp, you've probably noticed that coaches are tracking everything. Many staffs will even have track men showing live info on their video board during BP and scrimmages. It's not eye candy. They track data such as exit velocity and bat speed because it helps them identify skill sets that will translate and work at the college level. And more and more high schools are doing this as well. In fact, one of the most prominent high school programs in Austin, Texas, sends an email to incoming freshmen detailing what they view as acceptable exit velocity and bat speed. Simply put, if you can't hit the ball hard enough and consistently enough, you aren't going to get as many looks in high school and in college. So as the game moves more and more towards embracing tech and data, you're doing yourself a disservice if you aren't training with a staff that utilizes understands both. The team at Hitforth in Austin, Texas is creating the standard for developing explosive and adjustable hitters. When you train at Hitforth, you will develop the power coaches are looking for, whether challenging the fences or drilling hard liners to all fields. Learning to move faster and swing faster will also make you a more adjustable hitter and improve your ability to make contact. Because the quicker you can swing the bat means you have more time to recognize pitches before deciding to swing. The best part about Hitforth is the accountability. Since the staff tracks every aspect of every swing you take, you get objective feedback about your improvements. Numbers don't lie. Check out Hitforth.com to learn how you can get started. H-I-T-F-O-R-T-H.com. Yeah, the accountability is real. They're tracking everything. It's objectable data, whether it's 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 exit velocity or how you perform on certain pitches in certain zones or contact or quality of contact or video or whatever it is. Uh, it's it's there and they they know how to utilize it. They know how to hold themselves accountable when they utilize it. Again, the full time staff fully dedicated to you as a player, uh, making an individualized program for you that gets you better and gets results. And the results, they've got plenty of examples on their website. Guys experiencing tremendous gains in exit velocity, tremendous swing improvements, um, getting stronger in a functional baseball-specific way. The the strength and conditioning and coaching you get there um, is, is I think, as good as you can get in Central Texas. Um, so it's a total package place. Go check them out, hitforth.com. Um, even if it's just a, a swing assessment or a trial session, or if you want to do remotely, the remote program is awesome. It's extremely detailed. Video examples, data. If you've got a place you can hit, they've got a program that'll work for you. So go check those guys out at hitforth.com. Uh, a couple more players from the private school classic one to mention. Um, Trinity Christian Samuel Jenkins into Baylor. I thought he had a really good week, just uh, pounding baseballs all over the place, using the whole fields. Had a ton of RBI. Came up in several situations with runners on base. Um, looks great physically. Uh, really performed well. And um, Grayson McKelvey, a guy that we know well, uh, threw the ball, uh, as he typically does, really competitive. Leaves up to 88, 89 miles an hour against a quality lineup, really competed well. Uh, Michael Coleman, all, Allison threw the ball well. Um, Alex Cadell, a guy that caught my attention this summer, uh, he had a strong performance as well. Um, and then last night, I uh, made it over to Lake Travis to see a district matchup against Lake Travis and Buda Johnson, uh, two of the best teams in the area which is crazy to me that they're already playing a, a really pivotal district match. But I uh, went to go see those those two teams, and uh, it was a pitcher's duel. 
Um, Lake Travis started Cooper Webb, sophomore, making his first varsity appearance. He struck out the side, and I was like, oh, man. <laughs> it could be one of those nights uh, because he was up to 91 in the first inning, and his slider flashed as, as one of the better sliders I've seen in a while. Um, if he's able to harness that consistently, it's got a chance to be a true plus pitch in the future. And then, you know, uh, there's a long half inning. He sat for a while. He came back and Buda Johnson, good lineup, really grinded a bunch of the bats. I think he just kind of tired a little bit of the adrenaline wore off. You know, those guys making their first varsity start in a district matchup against a really good team. The adrenaline's going. There's lots of things happening. Um, he ended up striking out six guys in, in two and one third innings. Um, and he got picked up by CJ Hansford, who came into a jam in the third inning and ended up throwing uh, four and two thirds, no hit innings to end the game uh, with seven strikeouts. And, you know, CJ was at Buda Johnson the year prior as a varsity pitcher for them and is now at Lake Travis. Uh, so I can imagine there was probably a little, little extra back and forth going on there between those, those two teams, but Hansford threw the ball extremely well. We saw him in the summer and I was like, man, this guy could flat out pitch uh, four pitch mix. Like he can command it a little bit and sink the fastball a little bit. True slider, true curveball. Got the change up as well. And that's the guy I saw last night also. Um, not very big, not very physical. He's a sophomore. He's got plenty of time, but he can flat out pitch. Uh, was up to 87 miles an hour. Uh, curveball got whiffs, slider got whiffs, had the changeup as well, controlled his emotions extremely well. Um, and then Gavin Schlauterbach um, broke a scoreless tie in the sixth inning by hitting a massive bomb. Like Lake Travis has this big like facility building beyond left field, and he hit it over the building. And uh, like I was texting with, with Coach Rogers after the game, and he says he doesn't think anybody's hit a ball like that since Pierce George hit one a long time ago. And we know how strong Pierce George is. Um, hit one over that building as well. So Schlotterbach heading to Paris um, Junior College, uh, I think might be the best <laughs> defensive catcher in the state, uh, but he showed some juice last night with the bat. Um, Buda Johnson's a good team, man. Um, Mason Alanis and Dejo got the start for them. Junior lefty was 80 to 84, but it played like it was like 85, 88. He got a ton of whiffs in the strike zone. I think the fastball shape was was probably the reason why. Uh, it just seemed like it had a little carry to it, and it jumped on guys. I mean, even when it was in fastball count and they knew it was coming, he was able to still beat guys with it. He ended up striking out nine guys uh, before he kind of tired in the fifth inning, ran out of gas there, but I was really impressed with him. Ricky Montillo, junior catcher, great athlete. Um, I was really impressed with he, the way he moved defensively. Um, he didn't get a chance to uh, – to, well, he had one chance to throw a guy out. He would have thrown him out um, if, if it got picked at, at second base. But um, I had his pop times and warm-ups in the one nine two zero range. Uh, worked hard. Um, has some bat speed as well. Really excited about his his potential long-term. And then I got I to gotta shout out one of our all-time favorites, Gus. Gus had the only RBI knock for, for Buta Johnson – uh, two strike count. He was battling, got a slider, smacked it into left center field, and then in the final, um, in the final inning, he barreled a ball right at the second baseman. And this is what we love about Gus. And I've got it. I've got it on video because he barreled it. If you barrel it, and I get, it, I'm, I'm give you some love. Hard ninety down the line. Hard ninety, booking it. Um, even though he knew he hit it right at the second baseman, even though he knew it was going to be an out. He was busting it down the line, and, and that's one of the many reasons why we love Gus. And El Paso Community College got a good one because he's going to hit, man. 
Uh, it's a good left-handed swing, great competitiveness. He does not give up at bats or pitches. He goes in there to fight. Um, he adjusts his approach to a breaking ball late. Uh, he hit a hard, he hit a fastball really hard later in the in the game. Uh, so it was impressed with Gus, uh, who's going to have a good season there as a senior at Buda Johnson. But two really good teams. Two teams are going to be firmly in the mix in that district, and two teams I think are both going to reach the playoffs. But um, you know, Lake Travis has got a lot of arms, a lot of arms. Uh, Caden Leon's still playing basketball. And they're still rolling out guys like Cooper Webb and CJ Hansford in a sophomore class. They're going to have some real pitching depth there. And, and, uh, and Buda Johnson's got a physical talented lineup as well. I think they're going to make some noise as one of the best teams in central Texas. Yeah. I'm excited to see them. Um, we get a chance, but yeah, great guess. Um, he's known for us. He's, he listens to the podcast and uh, gives us his, quesadilla recommendations yes, he's and, a quesadilla connoisseur mm-hmm. yeah so um found a couple good little spots thanks to gus but he always he always he's he's part of the five tool food group um mm-hmm. you know we we get some good good tips from him and always always appreciate those suggestions so yes got those suggestions send, are welcomed send send them our way uh but yeah i actually i had him like a four four high four four down the line on that on your video um, mm-hmm. so yeah getting down the line yeah we know everyone's a fan of the gus bus uh you er, every team needs a guy like him yes uh, just from a uh emotional support standpoint and on top of that he can play so mm-hmm. uh good combo yeah it's fun to go go check out them and uh yeah now it's it's uh oh man how making a schedule for the tournament it's there's just so many teams and going to be major fomo um so but uh going to get out and 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 see as much as can around the central texas area and and uh, it's going to be a, two really really loaded events down here that i'm looking forward to but um you got anything else before we uh before we hop out of here no uh i don't i just need to get my truck back and stay on schedule. Hoping my plans to go over to Hebron today or tomorrow and then out to East Texas. So hopefully I have a vehicle to get me there. Yeah. Let's fingers crossed. Uh, get that thing back on the road again. And uh, yeah, it's that time of the year, man. It's college baseball. It's high school baseball. Um, spring training games are going to start, start up soon. I think there's like exhibition games, like even today, like some of those teams are playing, um, playing college programs and stuff like that. So uh, it's, it's going to be, I'm going to need that, uh, need that iPad charged and ready so I can have a game on while we're cricking out work at the, at the desk here. But uh, if you haven't, make sure you're checking out five tool.org. Make sure you're looking into, if you're a player or a high school coach, or even just a fan, uh, check out our subscription options as well. Uh, we think they're a fantastic value because it affords you the opportunity to literally see every video we do and for players, it gives them access to their player page, unlocks it for them, access to all those videos, anything we've ever written about them, anything we've ever, anytime we talk about them in a podcast, it's there on the profile page. And for those players, they can take that profile page and send that link to college coaches. And even if the college coach isn't subscribed to Five Tool, because he has that link, he can go see all the players' videos, all the analysis, all that sorts of stuff. So uh, we think it's a fantastic value um, for anyone. Uh, but especially players and coaches and, and high school baseball fans as well. So make sure you check out five org and make sure you're checking uh, all of our social media coverage on Instagram and Twitter. 
I know Tracy Warren was down checking out Jake Neely and Caleb Rogers last night in a really uh, it's kind of crazy. Clark and Reagan played a pivotal district matchup last night. Uh, so Tracy had some great video from that. Caleb Rogers looks like he's going to be a major guy um, in the 2025 class, a junior from Reagan who's, who's committed to Texas. Uh, he was really, really impressive last night. So uh, with that, uh, for Drew, I'm Dustin. Thanks for tuning in. Until we talk to you all next time, take care.